Welcome, Fivers, to another episode of High Five, the podcast, a movie podcast for people who like other stuff, too. On this week's episode, your hosts Q and Jay dive into some of their favorite movies and hopefully talk about some of your favorites, too. Feel free to yell at your speakers when we ignore your favorites, or you could just tweet at us with your choices, like an adult. Now, let's join Q and Jay in the writer's room as they dive in. Fair warning. This podcast may contain spoilers for movies that came out 20 years ago, but at this point, that's really your fault. And now, on with the show. Um, all right, so let's talk isolation. So, uh, isolation. Do we want to have some sort of intro for this? I, I would, you know, we, we did the thing where you buried me alive, which was fun. Um, it's going to be harder to do those concepty things when we're on video, um, but sure. I did lock myself in a bunker um, and slowly uh, going crazy. Oh, so I, I do, see that. Excellent. I do, ha- I do have that. So I'll, I'll have me in my bunker uh, for that this episode. Looks, that looks hilarious. The thing is, the isolation is getting to me, man. I, I've, uh, I've started collecting other people's pee. What? Um, I, yeah. I, I've ordered at least 37 pop vinyls and not because like does I, Amazon I deliver to your bunker? No, the, I, I actually send them to a house down the street, get my hazmat suit, go down there, assault them, take them, bring them back to my house. But mainly the only reason is because I'm so lonely. Sure. So you're just setting up pop figures. I'm to setting like up pop, to look at me all the time. Right. You know, Do they ever just like say if things- I reach, if I reach this way, He's like, I'll be your Huckleberry. And then he wanders off. And I'm like, oh, no, I just all I have to do is reach that way. And then I reach this way. And Deadpool's like, hey, it's the end of the movie. I'm dressed like Ferris Bueller. I'm going to get out of here. I I mean, Isolation's doing some weird things to me, man. Jay, I'm going to say, Isolation may be doing weird things, but you look great. Thank you. Like, like it's, it's weird. Um, you know, I've never seen a total isolation agree with someone so well. Well, here's the thing. Here's the thing. I am on a new diet. Um, I am eating only my own hair. Oh, perfect. But, but what it does is it keeps me groomed at all times. Sure. Sure. And but because it's you're, not because you're completely cutting. hairless. Yeah, exactly. Because cut, you pull it all like, and eat it all. Sort of like Lex Luthor. Um, in that regard, sure. yes. A just little, like but, I mean, smooth like but Michael i mean as people can people that can race. see this at the patreon level on video can see that i'm actually growing it out now because i need to remove it again for a harvest oh um, i see and that's going to feed me through the summer summer harvest the thing about it though is it's not nutritious <laughs> oh so i am i'm disastrously malnourished so you're dying is what you're yeah. saying i'm which dying. is why i look so great Great. Well, death death agrees with you, my man. My quarantine and, body. And before you kick the bucket, uh, we should probably high five because it could be literally in a minute. Let's do it. High five. Oh, my heart. Should we high five? High five. High five. High five. High five. High five, son. Woo! High five. Don't let me hang it. All right, it's just Q for this episode. Total isolation episode. Oh, God, he's reanimated. Kill him in the head. (laughs) 
my God, you Patreon folks, you really are missing. Or you guys are really getting the good stuff. All you audio listeners are really missing it. I'm not even going to tell you what I just saw, but what I saw is pretty amazing. I'm going to oh, do God. I'm, I'm you got all, the jokes. I'm isolated here. I'm going to do the rest of the episode from You're this like location. You're like the carrot top of podcasters. You just prop comedy. I, I am, and the thing is, I'm sure I'm not the first guy to do this. I, everyone will watch this and be like, he's some jackass who just figured out Zoom happened yesterday. <laughs> I've been doing this. I'm, I'm like late to the party. This is 2008 let's, bullshit. Let's be honest. Everybody just figured out what the fuck Zoom was. <laughs> that like is yesterday. totally that's totally true. I, Zoom was like not a thing at all until the quarantine. People at Zoom right now are throwing like COVID parties. They're <laughs> like, yeah, the quarantine is the best fucking thing that's ever happened to us. What if what if COVID nineteen was started by Zoom? Oh fuck. Yeah. Uh, well, like, all I want to do is zoom a zoom 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 and a boom. It's boom. like it's like V for Vendetta, but more like Z for COVID. Z for Zoom. <laughs> for yeah. Zendetta? Zoo, for Zoombie. Yeah, yeah, you're a real Zoombie right now. We're a couple of Zoombies. <laughs> oh, fun backgrounds and video chatting. Oh, I, want, I want screen shares. <laughs> That's what a great gifts. Gifts. <laughs> Dude, I just figured out there's so they're, they're coming to delete you, Barbara. <laughs> they're coming to delete you, Barbara. I like that. That was solid. Hey, uh, so beyond just Zoom meetings, I figured out so many things that I heretofore was un unknowing of. Uh, in in regards to technology and Zoom meetings, and uh, like, give me an example, like what? So, like, uh, Jackbox games. Are you familiar with this? Maybe. Wait. It, yeah, like Jackbox. It's like like PS4, Xbox, computer, Steam. But it's like you trivia can, type games. Yeah, it's like like Pictionary stuff, yes. and you can play. Yeah, so uh, we have played those at a party many a time. Big fan. So I didn't realize that you can get it for your PC or your Mac. You can screen share with other people. You can have a Zoom meeting and you can have a remote game night I, via I video. I did not know that either. With other people. Isn't that awesome? Why, why have we not done this? I don't know. I just figured that out today. <laughs> we need to we need to figure out a way to zoom villainous. That's what I'm saying. Well, you've got it. I've got it. We could do it. And by Although, it, I mean the the COVID. Yeah, well, that definitely tested positive for villainous. Um, have you played the newest one, like the third expansion? No, pack we've only got we've only got the first, the the oh. OG, and then the first expansion. It's real good. It's got Raddington from the Great Mouse Detective. Oh sure. It's got Isma from um, Isma. Uh, Put your hands in the air. <laughs> and then it's got um, it's got uh, Doctor Facilier from uh. Uh, he's got friends on the other side exactly yeah princess princess frog, princess frog. so yeah. it's it's real good also uh speaking of patrick yzma put your hands in the air um there was i was reading an article online that was like a lot of the best comebacks online in the past in recent memory sure and someone had tweeted out it was like 
how do you how do you think the actor who who voiced the guy who voiced Crunk feels knowing he's always going to be only remembered as the voice actor who did Crunk? And then someone replied to it, it was like Patrick Warburton is worth like thirty million dollars and has been in like and it listed off this a ridiculous amount of like TV shows. It Seinfeld, the amazing tick, Family Guy everything i mean uh the what emperor's was that? new groove emperor's new groove cronk's new groove the less he had his own sequel. spinoff uh what was that uh, tv show he was in with david spade um rules, oh, of, en- fuck. rules, of, rules engagement, of engagement which dumb not great but also kind of funny he's awesome though did you ever did you ever watch the live action tick with patrick mm. warburton oh religiously oh That's my god I think it's one of the reasons I was so lonely as a child is I just watched TV shows all the time. He just watched, there's only like seven episodes of that show produced. You're like, I just watched those seven episodes just on over repeat. And, well, that and then the eight episodes of Freakazoid that exists. I just watched those on repeat. <laughs> hey, that ran for two seasons, okay? And I know, by the actually, way, I did re- Paul Rugg. Re- by the way, Paul Rugg, voice actor on Freakazoid. I wouldn't mind having a, a rug. What's a like, like a minute or a, but starts with an R. Give me something, anything. A rattle. rug, a rug roundabout. A rug, Hashtag rattle, rug roundabout. A rug, a rug. What I'm trying to say is I would love for Paul Rug to come on our show. Oh, yeah. Uh, I know he's out there. I know he still engages with fans quite a bit. He is a big so, listener of our show, I've heard. So hashtag rug roust, maybe. Rug. Sure, I like that. Rug roust. Wait, is roust a good thing or a bad thing? Uh, roust, I think, is just like a you're trying to you're like I'm getting your attention. I'm waking you up. I'm rousting you, right? All right. Like I'm gonna roust. roust them out of bed. Rug roust, it is. Right. Uh, so hashtag rug roust. I need everyone out there to find Paul Rudd on social media. Not Paul Rudd, although we would also like to have Paul Rudd. Oh on man, the show. Paul Rudd, get get in on my show. But get uh, get Paul Rudd. He's on social media. I follow him. He's hilarious. But I need I need to have him on the series. So speaking of needing people, we're doing an entire episode about isolation today. Well, isolation movies, not like. No, we're just doing it about isolation. Like, oh, 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 man! I put like a movie list together. Oh fuck! Well, you're on your own. No, in all in all reality, uh, we are talking isolation movies. Movies where people are alone and isolated and by themselves and. Okay, so so Q, I want to I want to ask singular. <laughs> I I want to clarify something. So yes, one of the things that you know we've recently done an episode not too far in the in the past on like single location movies. Sure. You know, so we talked about Buried, you know, with Ryan Reynolds, or we talked about Locke with uh with uh uh why oh, can't I remember his name? Um, he's the guy who played Bronson. Tom, Tom Hardy. Hardy. Thank you so much. It's Ooh, a Tom that, Hardy party. That that hurts so much. I, I needed to not forget his name. But anyway, with Locke, with Tom Hardy. <laughs> so how is how is this episode different when you when you think isolation movies? 
what are you thinking? Like for me, I'll, I'll give you an example. Like we recently watched the lighthouse. Yes. To, to me, that is very much about the concept of isolation. Oh, for sure. 100%. And so um, I would think that would count in this category yeah. where it's not like a single location. They're on the whole, whole island in now, different places. And there's a couple of now, them. I will say this. So, um, I would say that buried would count because buried is different from lock. Lock is not a story about a guy who can't leave his car. I, I agree. You know what I mean? It's I just agree. about a guy traveling and dealing with things. Right. Um, buried is a movie where, the, where Ryan Reynolds is isolated and the entire movie happens to take place in a single location. It's about that concept. But it's about the fact that he is by himself with no one to help him kind of thing. Um, so I would say that definitely could potentially be out there. Um, next up, I would say that um, aside from Buried, you've got movies like Castaway. Castaway is a perfect example of Castaways. Castaway is a great example. It's kind of one of the first ones I thought of when we came up with this topic. It was like that is a movie about, and that was kind of, and that's I guess that's where I'm getting at. Is my my read on this topic was movies that are about isolation. You sure. know, it doesn't have to be someone trapped in a phone booth or trapped trapped in a thing a coffin it can be that can exist in this but it's bigger than that it's movies that at their core are talking about what it means to be alone or feel alone or be isolated and and that to me is kind of where i leaned with this i agree i think it could be all of those things but i like i said i would not say that a lock would count right um mainly because that it's not a movie about isolation so much. Right. You know what I mean? What about uh, something like, uh, what about something like a 10 Cloverfield lane? Well, yeah, I would say for the most part, that's a movie about isolation. You're, I mean, technically there's three people involved in that film, but, but they're isolated in a bunker from the rest of humanity. And it's sort of about the mistrust that can breed. I would even say like a panic room would count. You know, you know I, I, like I like Panic Room. I do too. It's a it's a solid David Fincher movie, and it's got I mean it's got the stereotypical like the David Fincher camera pan, which again big fan of. Not a, I, I am a Fincher fan, a Finchette. I don't know what they're called. I'm a Finch, a Goldfinch. Oh, that was that terrible movie off the Good Book. Um, yes, I don't know Fincher. I'm I'm a fan of Fincher. Um, I like the Finch. I'll take a pinch of Finch. But for some reason, I feel like people don't like Panic Room. Or maybe I'm getting a, a bad read on that. Or maybe they do. I don't know. I think, I think people just weren't, like, ecstatic over Panic Room. People sure. weren't like, this is cutting-edge cinema. People were like, ah, Panic Room. That, I enjoyed that. That was fine. You know, you know what I think the problem is, maybe? I think maybe Jared Leto has something to do with this. You don't think Dwight Yoakam has, a, has something to do with that? <laughs> That's a, it's, okay, that's a very good point. But here, go with me here. So okay. Jared Leto is in a handful of movies that I think are, are quite good as his side character. Like, he's uh -huh. in them as a side character. Sure. That don't get a lot of attention. Like, Lord of War is another one. Like, him and Nick Cage. Yeah. I think that's a really, really good movie, but no one ever talks about it. 
It's a fantastically underrated movie. Exactly. And I think it has something to do with Jared Leto being in that like kind of position in the film. I don't know. Maybe he, dra- he drags so? it down into obscurity. Because like, he's, he's not the best. He's really good in a lot of things, but he's also really not good in a lot of things. Thank God he doesn't always have that effect, though, because like if that were the case, then uh, Blade Runner 2049 would have been shit. Well, it okay. It was underrated, is was it not? No, critics loved it. People, Crit- like the everyday person just didn't go see it. I Yes, but it was, it did like under perform even though it was really good in the common echelon of people's minds maybe maybe you're right what about american psycho i mean very popular within niche and movie people but not like i would say mainstream popular suicide squad that movie sucks (laughs) what about the new jared leto starring uh morbius movie <laughs> you don't okay. think it's gonna be a smash hit, a runaway here's the, here's freight the train of awesome? I kind of want it to be good. Like the least character, I think, is kind of cool, but I don't think the movie has a chance to be good because at this point, it's because a, of it's just Jared Leto is what you just said. Well, no, no, no. Like if Jared Leto is like a main, you know, Dallas Buyers Club, he's like a main thing in Dallas Buyers Club, and that movie's really good. Won Oscars generally sure. regarded as very high um fight club well no fight club is a niche movie as well anyway yeah. doesn't matter 30 seconds to mars people like his music i guess um where was i <laughs> oh jared leto yes i completely forgot what was like literally what was i talking about <laughs> jared leto and how he brings movies down when he's in a supporting role i know but oh we were talking oh, about we were talking about morbius morbius I just because it's a spinoff basically of Venom, and sure. at this point it's just a game of diminishing returns. And since right. Venom wasn't great, and it's getting a sequel that's not going to be great, and then this Morbius is going to come out, I just whoa, don't whoa, think it has whoa, a chance whoa, whoa, to whoa, be good. Whoa, 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 whoa! Back it up. You don't think Venom Two is going to be great? It's directed it's- by uh, Gollum himself. Andy I mean, Circus. I'm not saying anything about Andy it's Circus. I'm just starring saying that movie. Woody Harrelson as Carnage. And I hope he's wearing the same wig as he was in the Stinger scene. He's not. Venom. To be fair, I've seen some set photos from Venom 2, and it it looks his Cletus Cassidy looks pretty awesome. I I want it to be good. I just don't know. You know, know who we I, have to blame for the first one, though? Freaking Ruben Fleischer, man. Freaking yeah. Zombieland director. Like, what the fuck were you doing, man? Zombieland 1 and 2 are both very enjoyable movies. The very enjoyable. Very, and honestly, the, the sardonic wit of those movies could have totally worked for Venom. But instead, we got some, like, really... Now, I did feel studio fingers, like, deep into Venom. You know what and I mean? Like, I like, felt like... There was a lot of like notes. Tom, apparently Tom Hardy had his hands in a lot of stuff as well. And you never know with him. He did a, he did a lot of what uh, lead with the voice acting in he's, most of his movies. Yeah, he's, that's, the, that his, that's his thing. He like finds a voice and then he builds a character around a voice. That's exactly the Hardy method. That's what they call the Hardy. I want, 
I wonder if Tom Hardy would be a better voice actor. I think times. he would be a fantastic voice actor. But nobody's I casting think he could, him as, to do I voice think he acting. Would, he would be like, think of all the background characters on like Gravity Falls that he could do great. Can I throw something out there and then we should probably return to our isolation conversation? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I've got my list. But speaking of isolation, this is a good segue. Have you seen the trailer for the Capone movie that he's that Tom Hardy is starring in? Yes. It looks real bad. And my isolation tie-in is that that Alexa, shut the fuck up. I thought Haley was asking you a question. No, that was Alexa. Just creepily listening. Speaking of Big Brother. Um, so the movie, speaking of isolation, is directed by Josh Trank. Oh, who has yeah. Been Fantastic in four isolation guy. since Fantastic the number four. Yes. Uh, oh. be- because that movie <laughs> sucked such balls that it josh tranked his career (laughs) (laughs) but here's the deal that dude has been doing a whole bunch of like press lately have you read any of his interviews i have read a handful of them and he's basically like blaming everyone else for his entire career going like shitty yes yes i read some of the specific comments he was making about like the fantastic four movie and like not getting his way and uh, yeah i i was reading some of that and how he presents himself as just this auteur who is just like right. stifled by the studio system and it's like dude i saw chronicle okay <laughs> right. it was fine it was like good. the best thing to come out of chronicle was dane DeHaan, and his That's... career also tanked wait michael b jordan well, sure, but he didn't come out of that movie. He also had Fruitville Station at the same time. I mean, which that's I argue true. is a much better film. Oh, argue? Who's arguing that with you? Everyone. Are, Do you know how people, many trolls on the internet are like, you know people, what? I, Chronicle v. Fruitville Station? What? Who's on the wrong <laughs> side of history with this one? Someone's on the wrong side of the tracks. Fruitville Station. <laughs> Friday Night Lights. Um, but in all reality, like, like Josh Trank, shut the fuck up, man. Like you're lucky Hollywood let you come back after the fantastic yeah. four, because he famously shit talked to that production yeah. after the movie was like immediately after the movie was released and all the critics were like, what the fuck is this? Well, and then he started, he like, was like, talking. Oh, well it wasn't fucking me. Like <laughs> I fucking made a brilliant movie that you'll just never get to see. It kind of reminded me of the prophet Joseph Smith and Mormonism where he's like, no, no, trust me. I have these tablets. You're not allowed to see them. Though. So just trust they me were that they're buried super under fucking a tree awesome. in my backyard. You're right. not allowed to see them. Also, uh, according to this tablet, Rudy Mara is a total bitch. <laughs> that's exactly that's exactly what he did. He's like, no, 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 no. I have a director's cut locked in my basement because of legalities. I can never show it to you. But let me but tell it's you, awesome. it's fucking Oscar worthy. You know what? The president of the Oscars told me I would have won all of them. He saw it. I'm going to go make a Capone movie in five years with Tom Hardy, who and coincidentally gonna hate it, who coincidentally came up with Capone's voice before we did the makeup. And let <laughs> me tell you what, that makeup is maybe some of the most atrocious Hollywood <laughs> studio level makeup that I have seen. And they show it off in the trailer. And I was like, 
fuck. I know people who make like Halloween costumes for a living that do they, much better work than although whoever the funny the makeup artist is. Although the funny thing is, is they do show it off in the trailer, but they don't really show it off in the trailer. They hide it for as long as humanly possible in that trailer. They're like, we don't want you to see it. We don't want you to see it. And then you hear his voice and you're like, all right, Tom Hardy's doing a weird voice. I get it. And then you see it at the end and you're like, wait, wait, what? You're like, wait, did Tom Hardy do his own makeup is prosthetics this, for is this, this movie? A, is this a rough cut? <laughs> like, oh, I get it. His face is going to be CGI'd on did, later. Did he come from like re-reshoots of all the money in the world? <laughs> is he did also he replacing Kevin Spacey? <laughs> in things? Oh, fuck. He, he actually came from a shoot where he was recreating Kevin Spacey's internet video of Frank from what's his from House of Cards, God. but it's but it's Tom Hardy doing that. Can we just say it like here and now? Uh, Kevin Spacey definitely molested those dudes, oh. and Kevin and and I think Kevin Spacey may have murdered someone, <laughs> like maybe two people. And like, can I, can I say that I'm, I'm pretty honest? sure I'm pretty sure he is both a rapist and a murderer. <laughs> Here's the thing. I was doing a weird Tom Hardy voice there. And I'm can I just say that I'm so bummed by that fact that those what? are true facts that are real. That he's a and, rapist and a murderer. And that like I do truly enjoy like things that he has made. And it bums me out that I used to hold him in high esteem because now he's a shit. Yeah, don't don't you just hate it when people that you admire become just straight up murderers? Isn't that just, just the worst? And rapists. And rapasts. <laughs> oh man! Now that we've isolated it. all of our fans, and we've isolated uh, Kevin Spacey and Josh Trank as being complete dickholes. Yes. Uh, let's talk about movies about isolation. Now we kind of touched on it. We touched about the concept of what we thought an mm -hmm. isolation movie qualified as. So, I mean, honestly, I'm ready to dive in. If you are, should we list? We. We've got a list. This is where we make a list. The list. List. All right. So you know the next. Did you just put yourself on the Windows background? Well, I'm in a field alone. Oh, I got it. I was like, are you Windows 90? You're like, I'm an outdated operating system. I'm from the past. Uh, so, uh, let's talk your number five, man. That's, this All is right. always my favorite part because now that I don't, once again, don't get to know your lists. I spend most of my time after I've made my list, trying to figure out what I think your lists are going to I be. I do always think what I, what I think is going to be on your list. So I'm always like WWJD, you know what I'm saying? Whoa. What would Jay do? <laughs> what would, what would Jay decide? Um, what would Jamarcus do? So here, well, Jamarcus isn't on the show anymore. We fired him a long time ago. I know. Um, we should get him back. I miss Jamarcus. Yeah, he's a better host. Do you, do you remember his catchphrase? <laughs> Wobble ding dong. He would just walk in and go, Wobble ding dong. And, oh. and then we'd be like, What the fuck, Jamarcus? <laughs> he's just always clowning. Oh. We're trying to record in here. And, and he'd be and like, he Hey, was... you guys. You remember his second catchphrase when he would just go, Hey, you guys want some cereal? And then we'd be like, <laughs> 
We and I like, never yeah, Jamarcus. Uh, no, I did. I always asked him I for it, but he never, he never brought me cereal. It was it, like it, he it, would just walk in and be like, well, have a lab and ding dong. You guys want some cereal? And I'd be like, yes. And he'd be like, Bye. Well, then he would just like, remember, he would pull it out of his pockets and just throw it at us and be like, I'm out. And I'd be like, that's not how I want it, Jamarcus. You're fired. Maybe we shouldn't bring him back on second thought. Maybe we went through a we're lot better of off he, without Jamarcus. Uh, we should not have given him an expense card. Oh, not at all. He ran up so many charges that, that was uh, probably, Roscoe's chicken and waffles. That was probably... Yeah. Do you remember when he bought well, not because he ate there a lot, but because he he took out a franchisee opportunity for Roscoe Chicken and Waffles but the, on our company credit card. But the only reason he did that it was it was the only fast food chain that had a low enough threshold that sold Mr. Pibb instead of Dr. Pepper. I know. But it still cost $30,000 on the company card, which was surprisingly cheap. I mean, we went out of business so fast. Yeah, that was wild. Those were wild I, days, man. And again, and again, had to sell everything, went bankrupt, live in a hovel by myself, isolated, watching movies, figuring this shit out, waiting for a day. And that's like how you day. came up with your list. That is. Years so, ago. My number five. Yes. My number five. I actually went back and forth because I wanted sort of a classic movie, one that I've talked about on other shows or something. And I looked at like a lot, like you, there's misery, I think, you know, kind of fits into that category or sure. like rear wind rear window, I think kind of fits in that category. But for me, I, I love this movie, but it's not enough about solo people being isolated, but the thing. Oh, fuck. I just, yeah. and like, I'm talking like when I'm, when I say the thing, I mean like thematically, you know, the thing, not the remake, you know, this guy, this, this guy here. The the thing, <laughs> this the sure. scary the scary the thing OG, the from OG the eighties, the OG thing. That movie is so much about isolation and the paranoia that goes along with it, and just oh, and it's it's just a it's a a perfect movie in my opinion. And so I, I want I wanted it on the list, but I don't think it meets the criteria enough to be not higher to, than five. Not to spoil your moment here. But can I also throw out the fact that my number five is also the thing? No way! Swear to God, hand to Jeebus. I'm so happy. I so, thought that was kind of a stretch. No, uh, and it's for the same reasons. The thing about the thing, <laughs> the thing about the thing, is that uh, it is ultimately – and I know you said it. It's there's kind of too many people, but it is a movie specifically about isolation. That is how the creature, the namesake of the thing, kind of is able to continue its its uh, I don't know propagation. It can continue to survive is it's because is because people are isolated. So people, you know. If and they don't trust place, each other. They don't know each other. Right. If this took place in Midtown Manhattan, they would just firebomb the city and it would be dead. You know what I mean? But it's because right. I mean, we we all saw what happened in the Godzilla movie, or in Cloverfield. They solve it. They solve it like this. Exactly. So that's kind of the thing. Is it, <sighs> this thing counts on the fact yeah. that there's a small band of people, and to survive, it is a very like 
who who do I trust? Who is the thing? Who is not the thing? And I still hold to the fact that the end of this movie is one of the coolest and best oh, endings. And I okay, can I ask? Like, let's just talk about it on the episode. What do you think? Who do you think? I say Kurt Russell. Yeah, yeah, me too. I th- I think he's the thing, man. I think he's the thing. Like oh. that's what you meant, right, Kurt mm-hmm. Russell? When you said "Who do I think?" not "Who do yeah, I think yeah. is the human?" No, no. Who do you think is the thing? Yeah, I think it's Kurt Russell. Yeah, I do too. But that's one of the great things is it ends with this unsurety. Like there is yeah. no definitive answer, and I love that. Like well, I really, I, really I, love that. I love when movies are able to craft ambiguous endings that still feel satisfying like inception i think does that there's an ambiguity to the end of inception but you're sort of okay with it because it just feels good like it the rest of the movie is well constructed to that point Um, well and and thanks to isolation man mm -hmm. um the ending of this movie it honestly almost doesn't matter because they're both going to die either way. Well, like, yeah, because if, if – okay, we can go through the scenarios here, but spoiler for the thing from the 80s, um, by the way. <laughs> but, okay, so if neither of them are the thing, then they both starve to death and they die. For sure. If Kurt Russell is the thing, he kills other guy, then he starves to death. Yeah. If the other guy is the thing, he kills Kurt Russell and then starves to death. If they're both the thing – they both starve to death and they can't both be the thing because it's the one thing that's passing around. Right. So it literally is like, it's a stalemate. Like it doesn't matter. Yeah. And And I think, and then probably what, yeah. Yeah. And then the thing goes into hibernation and then somebody comes to check on the campsite and that's starts the story all over again. Like either way, I think what, I think what ends up happening is it gets into the dog and then the dog hides out in the camp and just lives off eating off the frozen bodies. And then when they come to check on them, that's was like that the, the remake. Re- I think. That's I mean, the, is that the that's the reveal of the remake? Yeah, is that is that the it's actually not a remake? It's a sequel. Yeah, or some or a sequel or a prequel or something. It's 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 related in some way. Did like you? That. I honestly, I'm gonna be honest. I didn't see it. Did you? I did. did I see did it? see it. It is. It's. <sighs> It's um, it's almost good, but it has the gall to have CGI effects. I know. Well, that's the thing is like I've seen and I knew people through my previous job that helped make practical effects for that movie. Yeah, it had fully finished practical effects that just were flat out not used and abandoned, and instead they decided to CG everything. But and the practical effects looked ah. Uh, amazing like here's, i've seen photo and video here's the thing if the movie i can tell you from the movie that was released had it had practical effects the movie itself would just be better it would be you know middle tier you know remake sure sure but because of the cgi and because of how offensive it just is in a the thing movie it just it's an it's irredeemable even though a lot of it is good, like the performances in it, isn't it Mary Beth Winstead or something like that? Yeah, or, yeah. It, like Mary perform- Elizabeth Winstead. That's it, Mary Elizabeth Winstead. Um, she's great. She, I mean, she's a great actress, but it's just the movie's irredeemable, in my opinion, because of that. 
Interesting. Well, the first one's amazing. I think it's a solid choice for your number five. Obviously, I agree. I agree. I think solid choice for yours. Thank All you. Right. Thank you. So now you can maybe grace me with something different than mine okay. with your number four. I'm glad you said something different because this movie I feel is different. And I put it on my list because it's one that I don't think enough people have seen, but okay. it, it's from, you know, what I think are you know, good filmmakers, but sure. it's, an, it, it's odd as shit, but it's totally a great movie that has no right to be a great movie. And it is okay. Swiss army man. <laughs> Fantastic. You mean the farting Daniel Craig movie? I mean, Daniel Craig, Daniel Radcliffe. <laughs> yeah, no, the farting Daniel Craig movie is a uh, 21 grams or whatever. <laughs> That's true. Um, <laughs> no, the, yes. The farting Daniel Radcliffe movie. Who's uh, who has a boner that is used to open like cans of pickles and stuff. It is beyond weird, but it is great. I don't know how to describe it. It, it is about like, so Paul Dano is a yep. guy who finds Daniel who woo -woo is going to be the Riddler, by the way. Let me just give a shout out. Very fucking excited for that. Super great choice. Dude, have you seen like the concept art of him and the Riddler? Yes. Out yes. Fuck oh, yes. so good. I think I shared it through our social. So good. So sorry to interrupt. I just had anyway, to, I heard Paul well, Dano had to give a shout out. And, and he deserves a shout out because he's great in everything. And he's great in this. But he's a guy who's basically going to kill himself. He's kind of yep. depressed. You don't know why. And then he finds Daniel Radcliffe's like washed up dead corpse of a guy who actually did die or he assumes killed himself. And then it's just sort of a meditation on paranoia, isolation, loneliness, and malnourishment, I guess, because he basically starts to have visions that he's using Daniel Radcliffe's body as a Swiss army knife to help him survive. And through doing that, he becomes like friends with the corpse. And then he starts to learn how to protect it. And then he actually starts to like reintroduce himself into society, like, and get over his depression by connecting with someone who's dead and sharing memories and sharing experiences and hardship. It is so weird, but it is so crazy good. And I don't think a lot of people have seen it and I want people to see it. And so it's I my number four. I totally agree with that. I love that choice. Have you seen it? Oh, oh, definitely. Okay. Do you, I mean, okay. I, and you said you agree, but like totally underrated, isn't it? Oh, it's 100% underrated. It's a weird movie though, to try to pitch to people. I know. Like, it's like, yeah, he rides Daniel Radcliffe and he farts and he uses like, it like a motorboat a, at one point. Mm. And people are like, that's irredeemable. It's like, no, it somehow works in the movie. I don't, I can't well, explain no, it. The hard part is, is like when you're like, when they're like, that sounds ridiculous. And you're like, no, it's actually pretty beautiful. Like it's a pretty, it is a weirdly beautiful movie. <laughs> it's not like, and people are like, oh, is that just like a flat out comedy? And you're like, not really. Like there are humorous parts, but in the but same overall, way, in the same way that like little Miss Sunshine is funny. Right. I mean, God, I didn't kinda. care for that movie if I'm being honest. That's one of those uh, movies that, like, lots of people loved. I just couldn't get on that wagon. I am in the camp of people who very much dig it. I, yeah, I, yeah. Get, I get behind I, – I can understand not getting behind it. Um, it's not that I didn't like it. It's just that I was like, meh. I, I, for some reason, it got me. Like, I, 
I dug it. But yeah, that's my number four. And so I that's definitely think everybody choice. should see it. And when I thought isolation movies, it was just kind of like, oh, even if this doesn't end up on the definitive list, I just want people to see it. It's Jay recommends for sure. Um, the uh, who was the directing? They, didn't they do a follow up movie? They just did um, one of like the death of Dirk Diggler or something like the extraordinary death of Dirk Diggler. Oh no, no, that something was something like that. Um, yes, um, it was the Daniels. That's their yes. that's their name. That's that's the troop. Like their their directing style and writing style. Like they have, there's something. There are people to watch, is what I'll say. And I, I have not seen their second movie, but I've heard marvelous things i'm trying to oh the death of dick long man i was close i have wanted to hear but i i also have heard i've heard that it's a it's another one of those movies it's like it's a hard watch there are parts that are like very uncomfortable that it's humorous but it's also really dark Mm -hmm. um i've heard really great things i actually will try and and watch that as soon as possible and like i do feel like they what they do really well and I think some of the great director duos do this really well. I mean, the Coen brothers do this with genre. They take like genre themes and kind of go with them. I think the Daniels so far from what I've heard, like Swiss army man is a hundred percent a movie about just loneliness and depression. Oh, definitely. And I feel like this next movie is about adolescence and rebellion. And I feel like they just take these themes and encapsulate them in these weird ironic stories i I don't know there there, there's somebody that i am very interested to see what they do with their careers i will 100 percent get down with that man i i will agree that's not my number four i i really really respect that number four my number four is one that we've already mentioned so far on the show Ooh, really Um, my number four is buried with ryan oh good choice oh you know what good choice a solid movie we talked about it a lot on our single location movie exactly it's a for me it's a great movie uh it's a stellar performance from ryan reynolds um it's it's it's, hard what what, regardless of what you think about ryan reynolds it's hard to hold a movie by yourself for that long and and have it be watchable uh, agreed 100 agreed um it's it's a very um dark movie um Mm -hmm. and it uh it's one of those, unfortunately, the reason it's kind of low on my list is it's one, like, once you've seen it, like, I see no need to ever go back and watch the movie again. Like, I, I may watch it again if I'm introducing somebody to it. Yes, that you would know? be the only way. It's sort of in that category for me is like Requiem for a Dream. Right. I, I, now, I will say, before anyone lashes out at me, I personally think Requiem for a Dream is much better than Buried, but that's not taking Definitely. anything away from Buried. But sure. it's kind of one of those where it's such a dramatic way to end a film. Or The Kill List is another good example. Really yes. good movie, but I doubt I'm going to revisit it because of how I, just how I feel. Exactly. And, and I feel this way about that movie. Now, also, aside from it being a bleak movie that I probably wouldn't watch again, it also is a movie about isolation, but kind of like the thing is not enough about isolation the movie itself isn't a uh study on isolation no but it's kind of it's more of a study like higher like what happens when someone's isolated because of these things 
Exactly. But yeah, you're right. It's not like, you know, the thing is about, oh, well, these people are isolated and paranoia seeps in. What does a, a small society do when isolated? You know, now, it's more the, like, you know what the happens interesting to this guy? part is this guy, uh, the director is an interesting director. Uh, his name is Rodrigo Cortez. And he did another movie uh, called Red Lights. Did you ever see that with Cillian Murphy? And uh, Robert De Niro and Sigourney so. Weaver. Wait, what? What was it? What was this about? Red lights. It's about a guy, a person that debunks psychics for a living. You know what? I remember that movie, but I did not see it. And Robert De Niro plays like a television psychic, mm -hmm. like a really yep. famous television psychic. I remember that movie. Um, or I remember watching that trailer, but I, don't, it's I never an, saw it. It's an okay movie. But he did do a movie that I didn't see that you saw and said was pretty good. He did Grand Piano with Elijah Wood. Oh, that's another Trapped in a Single Location movie. Yeah. That one he is did that, pretty and good. And you said that's actually pretty enjoyable. Pretty enjoyable, yeah. That's a fairly good movie. Um, good, uh, John Cusack, good John Cusack performance. Good uh, Elijah Wood performance. Yeah. So that was those were kind of his movies. He did a recent movie, and I don't know what this is about at all. It's called Down a Dark Hall with Uma Thurman and Anna Sophia Robb. Never heard of it. Don't I don't know care. anything about that. Yeah, it kind of looks stupid. But anyway, buried solid number four from me. I dig I like it, man. It. Good choice. It wasn't, it wasn't isolated enough to be the top, and I wouldn't watch it again, which is why it earned its number four position. Man, you were setting me up for some good segues. So here's why I have my number three choice at my number three. Okay. It's definitely about isolation, but it's about isolation used as a weapon, and I think that's very intriguing and curious. But Ooh. it is one that I will watch and have watched multiple times, and it is one that I uh, uh, love uh, and hold in high regard, and it okay. is the original Old Boy. Oh, solid movie. Yep. Yeah. So uh, let me actually you'd, change. You'd go back and watch Old Boy again? I have seen Old Boy seven or eight times. Is it because you're into familial sex? It's not. No, no. Um, that, I, I get that from. I get that from other stuff. Got um, it. Game of Thrones rewatches. Is exactly. Where you get that that's, fix. Oh man, just I watched the pilot the last like thirteen minutes over and over again. Um, <laughs> Very slowly, frame by frame. Yeah, I wish there was like a place where step siblings could. <laughs> Oh God, don't go there. <laughs> I don't. Go, go where? I have not heard of this place. <laughs> Tell me where to go. I want to go to there. All right. I don't want to go to there. But no, like, and, and as boy. I say, yes, isolation used as a weapon. This, there's something so intriguing just about the concept of old boy, about this guy being thrown into this weird-ass hotel room for all these years to driven insane for reasons he doesn't understand. And then another plan set in motion. And just the way, like the way that it's filmed is beautiful. The violence in it is beautiful. The performances are great. And then to your point, the familial sex, when you get to the end and the, and the reveal is just so brutal. It really is, man. Can I, I ask you, yeah. what did you think of Spike Lee's remake? Here. Oh man. Here, I struggle with this. I actually really do struggle with this. It here's it's unnecessary. 
Okay, so is it like a Gus Van Zant psycho situation? Kinda. It's not terrible, but it's not as good as the original. But so it's it not- is a Gus Van Zant psycho. It's like the performances are not bad. Like Vince Vaughn was good. He was good. He but was good. It feels completely unnecessary. It does. Like, like Josh, um, Josh Brolin is good in it. You know. Yeah. And they do a couple things where they change some elements of the story that Elizabeth are, uh, Olsen is good in it. She is, and she's a very fine actress, and she's great in it. Um, they change some elements of the story, I think, to soften it a little bit, which I didn't appreciate. Um, but then they they changed a couple things about how the isolation is done that I did appreciate. But at the end of the day, it was just kind of like, well, if I'm going to go back and rewatch one, it's going to be the original. It's going to be this one, you know? Sure. So the the other one. It's not that I don't like it. It's just that I don't ever think about it because it's completely unnecessary. And that's not a ding against its quality. Okay, go for it. So, yeah. And, and so, you know, if I'm going to re- revisit one of these, it's going to be the original. And that's not a ding against the quality. I, I just, I don't know. I just don't care that the Josh Brolin one exists, even sure. if it's good. It doesn't matter. <laughs> Yeah, old boy, now talk to me about the isolation aspect of it. Like, I know the character's imprisoned um, and isolated for, what is it, like 20 years? It's, it's like 20 years, but the thing about it is you, when part of the reveal comes, you realize that he's in a hotel where this is happening to dozens, if not hundreds, of other people. And of so which, the- that is not in the Spike Lee remake, right? Yeah, no, it is, but it's just is not it? as yeah, because he still goes and visits a middleman that like puts people in the different, you know, oh, yeah, you're right. and stuff. Yep, 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 and he yep. like cuts off his fingers or does something with the fingernails. Yep. It's gross. I rem- I remember it's gross. Um and so the idea that there's a, like this business around using isolation as a punishment that's not like isolation in prison you know it's we're gonna take these people that people have grudges against and not torture them with like pain or in a hostile type of way it's just like we're gonna keep them isolated in their knowledge of why this is happening and if it's ever gonna end and i just i don't know and the movie's so brilliant and beautifully made and like i said i have i've watched it a bunch of times so sure Number three, solid, easy, middle of the list. I respect that. I like it. I'm comfortable with it. There are too many people in it for it to be higher on the list. Another one of those. I I get that. Uh, So my number three is a relatively new film. Ooh, I'm curious. Um, And one that I have previously recommended to you, and I will again. My number three is Vivarium. Ooh, okay. This is, I did add it to our queue. I do want to see it. I haven't watched it yeah. yet, but I want to so see I it. So I won't go too deep into it because I want you, I want you to see it and I want you to see it unspoiled uh, by my breakdown. Sure. But I will say that it is definitely a movie that deals with isolation and what that means, what that means. Um, but it's an interesting, it's an interesting movie, especially in today's time. Um when uh quarantining is a very real thing and couples are quarantining together Mm -hmm. so it's what does it mean to be isolated together yeah does that make sense like and 
and the feeling of isolation that can come from being isolated with another person. So it's yeah. a very interesting like study on Man, and on it's that. So, it's so interesting because you recommended me that movie a while back. Like it was um, over a month or two ago. And yep. since then I have seen so many other people like talk about it online or recommend it or it's shown up on different lists that I've read and different blogs. Like I'm surrounded by this movie now. And it's almost like uh, you hounded me about the triangle until I ended up seeing that. Yeah. And I, and, and this, and you one, really dug it. it and I really dug it. Of course. I mean, I always, I usually dig the ones that you recommend highly. So, and this one is really good, man. It's, it's a great uh, uh, performance from Florence Pugh. Pew? It is a fantastic performance from Jesse Eisenberg. Um, and they're pretty much the only two in the movie for a very large chunk of the film. Um, and so it is, it's a really enjoyable movie and it goes to some places that you may not expect it to go, or you may expect it to go and be like, Oh, that's where it's going to go. But surely they're not gonna do that. And then they do that, and you're like, oh wow. Okay. I think I think it's fun that our both of our number threes share that in common. Because oh, old definitely. old boy is totally and that's one of the reasons that I don't think the remake has any need to exist. It's like if you're not gonna at least have the same amount of teeth as the original, then, then don't, don't do it at all. It don't exist. Right. You know, like I agree. Like, uh, yeah and so but yeah again vivarium like is that that pronounce it right vivarium yeah vivarium mm -hmm. like if it if there's another version of that movie out there that pulls all of the punches who cares you know exactly like, it, vivarium exactly. probably works because of the punches that it doesn't pull exactly and it is a movie yeah. that i will watch again just like you said old boy was yep. it's a movie that i will watch again and it is also one that i will look forward to recommending and watching with others yeah. Because I want to see how they react and I want to have that conversation afterwards. Yeah. Uh, so, I, I yeah. Agree. So, that's my number three, Vivarium. All right. Well, I think now it's time. I need, you know, I need some, some water on my lungs. Um, that's <laughs> water that's on how, your lungs. Don't that's do not that, how actually. lungs work. That I believe is that's not how lungs work. I believe that's called aspiration and is bad for you. Capital B bad or like Michael Jackson bad? Like, Bad, I'm bad, Shimona. What a commercial! <laughs> Quick cut to commercial to do with Michael Jackson. In hey, do you have an unclaimed high school gym locker? You can come on down to the unclaimed high school gym locker store. Are you looking for old towels? How about sweaty tube socks? Maybe a jock strap a chemistry textbook. It's like that suitcase store at the airports, but for high school shit. Yeah, and stuff you don't care about. You know, crusty shoes. And it only costs $500. You want Terry Bismarck's used porno stash? Would you like a mirror that just says how emo you are? Do you want a broken blocker shelf that's got stickers from Backstreet Boys on it? Do you have a picture of Britney Spears before the head shaving? Do you have a hairbrush full of unused hair? Do you have a mechanical pencil that you don't know where it came from? Do you 
have notes to a test that you're not even a class for? Do you have a cat skeleton? Then come on down to Unclaimed High School Gym Locker Store. You'll find treasures that you never wanted. Welcome to my village, where people with mongoose faces, but that also have human bodies live. Check it out! I have a human body and a sweet mongoose face. My name is Nipple Grease, and my face looks like John Travolta, but it also looks like a mongoose. My name is Pumpkin Wax, and I love wax. We live together in the forest of friendship. You should come on down! Also have the body of a human being, a luscious one. <laughs> My ghost! <laughs> Baggity, 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 back. And we're back. Back Grandma into isolation. Grandma Lamma Ding Dong or whatever. Hey, you guys want some cereal? <laughs> no, Jamarcus, get out of here. Uh, were you going to say Jamiroquai? <laughs> yeah. No, Jamiroquai. <laughs> get back to Get back to walking on your crazy, uh, your crazy oh. moving floor. I wear big old crazy fuzz half spit fire. Hey, you know what? I'm gonna be honest. The floor, Virtual insanity, good fucking song. It I is a jam. Again, about a year ago, and I was like, I still fucking love. This I listened song. to it again about four months ago, and I was like, yeah. <laughs> Virtual insanity. It, we have a we have a playlist for E that's just like songs I think she'll enjoy that are like real like adult person songs and that is on that list so every now and then it'll just randomly play when we're all driving around in the car nice does it also have uh i'm blue da ba da ba da ba da ba that and barbie girl alone in my blue house yeah it does it does that song's about isolation it turns out totally is Everything everything. In my blue house. And everything is blue for him. <laughs> uh, oh man, what what number are we on? We're at two. We're right? on we're on the big two, man. This we're reaching the crest of the mountaintop. All so right. lay your number two at at my feet. Listen, people may hear my number two and be like, Jay, come on. Like that's so obvious when it this sure. when this cho- when this choice comes up. Please tell me it's what I think it is. Is it Castaway? My number two is Castaway. Yes. Yes, 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 yes. God, let's talk about it, man. Because, okay, so again, yes, I know a lot of people, like this is a mainstream popcorn movie, but there is something so endearing. And so, and Tom Hanks is like movie star level good in this movie. Well, Tom Hanks is an American treasure. Let's be honest. Oh, man. When he got COVID, I was so scared. But then when you found out his blood was being used to try and come up with a vaccine, you're like, yes, I wanted, it is. I wanted COVID so I could maybe give get me, a blood transfusion. Give me that Tom Hanks blood. Give me that Hanks blood. Oh, man. I'll get it by force if I have to. I'll, get, <laughs> I'll drop a sock on the ground and, and, and hit him over the head with a typewriter if I have to. After he takes a picture of it? After he takes a picture of it. And posts it on his uh, social media? Oh, wait. 
Is it shoes? Is or it socks? gloves? Gloves. Is it gloves? It's gloves. It's gloves. It's gloves. Yeah. I'm coming for you, Tom. God, I love him. <laughs> big is so fucking good. <laughs> I love that that's the one. Fucking Turner and Hooch. Joe versus the volcano. No, I did not say those. I said big. Fucking the burbs. <laughs> the, the burbs is fucking good. I, okay, let's, be, let, uh, let's backtrack here for a second. The burbs <laughs> may be one of my favorite movies from my childhood. It legitimately <laughs> used to scare the shit out of me. Like, if I'm being honest, it's legit and scary, though. It's legit scary. I almost was convinced by my early teens that it was just a fever dream that I had had and not an actual movie <laughs> until I saw it replaying on television at some point on like, like sci fi channel like, this, or TBS. This is a fucking or movie that I watched. I was like, fuck, it was. They murdered people in the neighborhood. And then, and oh, yeah, the neighbor is so funny. Be so funny. Oh my God. It was good shit. But yes, Castaway. Yes. Not this oh. movie. Uh, Robert Zemeckis directed yep. Castaway. Uh, well, better known for Back to the Future, Who Framed Roger Rabbit. Um, uh, also, he's very well known for his Polar Express movie. And the Christmas Carol remake the Christmas, with Jim Carrey. Exactly. Where By Jim the way, multiple characters. Both of those movies, fucking haunting. <laughs> Yeah, but not in the way that they're supposed to be. No, like haunting in like a, I can't get their soulless eyes I out of my be. mind. I shouldn't be watching I will, this. I tell you one of them that I did like, though, Beowulf. Was that Zemeckis? Yeah. That was, that was like height of Zemeckis. He did Beowulf, and I will tell you this. Fucking Crispin Glover as Grindel. <laughs> is fucking dope in, like isn't angelina jolie in angelina jolie also in that yes as it the is mother as the mother and yes, then yes it is and then like the really ripped sexy beowulf is the fat guy from the departed yes it is yeah. he's also okay. he's also indiana jones sidekick at the beginning of kingdom of crystal skull who is like the triple crosser Oh, yeah. I'm working for you, Jonesy. <laughs> also the Russians and also the British. Also, I am a ballerina. And 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 also I'm a broom. <laughs> That's how I was hoping it would be. Unexpected turn of events there, Jonesy. Watch out, Jonesy. Not only am I Russian, I'm a horse. Watch out. I'm a chimney sweep. Chim chim tree. <laughs> <laughs> Don't you ever see these chimneys here? Well, uh, oh, Mary Poppins. <laughs> oh, Mary Poppins, I am. <laughs> and I'm Dick Van Dyke. <laughs> and I watched me trip over this ultimate. <laughs> this ultimate should not be in the floor. And this woman should work in a news station. Oh, God. All right, Castaway. We have to talk about Castaway. So I saw this movie in the theater. Well, they, uh, I definitely saw this movie in the theater. I was waiting for this movie because, you know, remember like how he works for FedEx in the movies? Yes. So yes. much of this movie is based around FedEx, which is headquartered in Memphis. And so a lot of this movie like was filmed around Memphis or they filmed like the end scenes of all the banquet stuff. So Tom Hanks was in Memphis for different times. Like this was a big deal. I remember when they filmed it. And so as the movie came out, and I know you know this, but I don't know if other people know this, but like I was almost in the Forrest Gump movie. 
Oh my God. I tell so many people that stories just so you and know. I'm so proud of it. People don't know. People don't believe me. But yes, I would I believe you. You almost made it. It was down to you <clears throat> and the other kid, right? Yeah, like me and like two other people and the kid was one of them. That was but pretty again, fucking far, man. I'm always excited when I am in the pre-production or have excess access to the pre-production of a Tom Hanks movie. Of course. Just because of that. And so I was pumped for this movie and I remember watching it and just thinking it was it was like <laughs> I was like, oh, man, this is like a movie. Like, Part of me was really hoping movie. you were going to be like, because I'm from Memphis, I'm a fucking diehard FedExer for life. For fucking life. And when I found out they were doing a goddamn FedEx movie, I was like, I, I was like, hold your packages. I'm going. I fucking painted arrow E's on my face. I fucking I showed up in my uniform. I, I overnighted my ass to that theater. <laughs> I fucking love it. I don't know why we're suddenly from Boston. I'll put, I'll put you on the FedEx ground if hey, you get in my way. Hey, look at this. You ever fucking talk about FedEx sideways again, I'll fucking smack you with a package. You understand? Don't That's a make fucking me. express delivery of my fist to your fucking face. What did you say to me? The fuck did you just say to me? Did you say UPS to me? Did you look at me and say UPS? Did you look at me and say to my face, UPS? You I'm must have made an oops because you fucking said UPS. Yes, when you should have said fucking FedEx. You understand? There's no fucking postal service. There's no goddamn UPS. It's FedEx or fucking bust. Oh, bust. And then you better stop talking after that unless you're going to say Kinko's. <laughs> you know what's a weird concept too is like this is a very odd product placement movie because they're kind of like hey we're fedex look how shitty our planes are made <laughs> but our but our health insurance is great is fucking phenomenal <laughs> dude, like it's a weird dude lost weird 80 pounds do you, do you think that they uh do you think that they like approached fedex at the beginning of the concept of this movie or do you think that this movie was like written and done and they're like okay we need we need some sort of like real world can we like, make something up package right and you think they approached ups first and they're like ups listen here's the idea tom hanks right any in press a plane is, crash any press is good press he fucking steals packages he's opening people's shit on the island but friends of volleyball, we've all heard it. And UPS is like, mm, pass. <laughs> <laughs> the thing is, here's what I think happened. I think it was a FedEx commercial that just kept getting longer. <laughs> For sure. Definitely. Because, the, because think of how the movie opens. It's just this package that like starts in Egypt or something and travels around the world and then gets to that little intersection in Iowa or whatever the fuck. <laughs> and, then, and then Tom Hanks is on, a, is on an island for the rest of the movie because he tries to hop a ride home. I just think it's one of those like long. That's a better pitch to me is they're like, all right, here's the deal. You remember that FedEx commercial from the Super Bowl? What if it just kept fucking going? And right? then we were like, like what if we went to the driver and then like the driver maybe like has problems at home or maybe he has like a car wreck. No dude, desert Island. How does he get on desert Island? Doesn't matter, but he gets there. I get it. Look, friends with all the shit that's in the boxes. He's they're doing overnight air express, right? The fucking plane crashes. He's on the island. 
now we're on off on an adventure, right? But but, but, but like, dude, but how do you dude, bring it back? But dude, how does this make FedEx look good? No, no, no. End of the movie. He delivers the package. Boom. FedEx always gets the delivers job. Delivers the fucking package. It always delivers. Whether they're a goddamn castaway or not, that package is getting delivered. We're out of here. We're done. We made it. That's how that's how I like to think that Castaway was. Made. Oh my god. I love and then they're that. like, somebody get me Zemeckis. <laughs> they're like, wait, you mean the back to the future guy? And they're like, yes. no, 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 no. <laughs> no, no, no. Polar Express guy. Isn't that the same guy? Can't be. Nah, have you seen Polar Express? That's a fucking treasure. I'm pretty sure this is like a Tony Scott, Ridley Scott situation. There's like a couple of them walking around. <laughs> uh, but seriously, Castaway is a fantastic movie. It, it really, 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 really deals with the idea of isolation. Once again, it's kind of shares some similarities in a strange way with Swiss Army Man. It does. Um, you have a guy who basically anthropomorphizes a soccer ball. But here's the thing. And, and if you look at me in the face and tell me you didn't, you don't have to cry tears. But if you didn't get choked up when he loses Wilson, you're, oh not my a, God. you're not a human being. And that's how good the movie is, is it makes you feel that connection. I, I couldn't agree more. 100%. If you can get me to believe that there is a true friendship between a Wilson soccer ball and Tom Hanks, You've, your fucking job is done, my friend. And, and the thing is, is, it's not just about Tom Hanks because he tries to do it with ketchup packets and terminal and it does not work. No, they're not so, his friends. So there you go. All right. Fucking Castaway you know, is a great movie. I am very curious if we share the same number one. I hope we do because if we get to do a, a jinxies on this i'm gonna be very because we're already getting to do a jinxies on raising arizona and i'm very right. fucking excited about that so there this one i thought about like what's the most isolated anyone can be you know i thought about a movie like like alien you know like no sure. one can hear you scream in He's space, in space. Right. i like being up in space can we say it on the count of three yeah i think it's it i think we're there one one two two Three. Three. Moon. Moon. Yes. yes. Fucking Duncan Jones, only good movie to date. <laughs> Thank you for saying it that way. Cause he is, I'd said it before with other things, but he is a law of diminishing returns. Holy crap. Does his, his echelon keep getting worse somehow. It's strange because this movie was fucking fantastic fantastic one of the best sam rockwell performances it's forgivable that kevin spacey is even in it but he is so easily changed out in this that it doesn't even matter it doesn't even matter you just put like a bill nighy or a tom hardy anybody else you know honestly you could tell me that it's tom hardy doing a kevin spacey impression and i'd believe you and just start giving tom his royalties sure i'm I'm fine with that I'm totally fine with it. We'll say but, it right now. Turns out Tom Hardy was doing a Kevin Spacey impression in Moon as the robot. So everyone you you here can, first. You can watch Moon with guilt free. Yep. You so, heard it here. Breaking news. So, man, Moon is just so good. And it, Dude, it, Sam me, Rockwell. It, it checks every box for an isolation movie. He's isolated oh, on the Moon. It yep. is about thematically like his isolation on the moon and then like what do you do when you the only person that you can really study is yourself yep i'll say it that way yes 100 yes 
And then the fact that, you know, you sort of have a 2001 Space Odyssey vibe where the robotic voice may not be telling the entire truth, but 2001 A Space Odyssey is not really about isolation. It's more sure about like time and existence. I and would so- say, I would say it's 2001 is less about uh, isolation and more about exploration. Yeah, like, I would agree. It's about exploring the ins and outs of humanity and like existence. Yeah, right? like and, what does it mean to exist? Yeah, and and so man, okay, I'll you talk about moon. Like we got we get to do a Jesus okay. on moon. So for me, here here's a couple things that were working that like blew me away the first time I saw this. First off, this is an incredibly low budget movie. Yes, that does not feel in any way like a low budget movie. It does like it. This is an indie movie through and through. You have a other than an at the time an A list cast of Kevin Spacey and Sam Rockwell. Um, Sam Rockwell had been a character actor up to this point. I'm not a hundred percent sure that he had been a leading role in something yet. Like I know he was in Matchstick Men, which is a greatly underrated movie as well with Nicolas Cage. He but was, I don't know that he was like he had been the focal point yet. He hadn't been. He had a big part in Hitchhiker's Guide, but he's almost unrecognizable sure. in that. You know, he was very rec- he was very. What's his name in that? Zaphod Beeblebox or something like <laughs> yeah, that. Be- I think Beetlebox, but yeah. Um, and then like he, you know, Green Mile. He's very memorable in Green Mile, but also not anywhere near top echelon of main characters in that and movie. this is and let's be honest this is his movie and like, man does he carry it in, in a way that you know at no point do i feel like oh man okay give me another person to like break this up this monotony yeah um, it explores a character in two dimensions can we say that yeah let's let's say that way um and it is such an interesting character study on what prolonged isolation does to someone. Oh man. I'm so excited. We get to watch this now. There are points in that movie, even where you as the viewer are unsure of what you're seeing. Right. And like, or like, what is, didn't I just see this or wait? No, I must've missed something. There's a lot of ways I must have missed something in this movie. But then it all makes sense. And then it also kind of has an ambiguous ending, if I'm remembering correctly as well, yeah? Kind of. It also also sort of is is supposed to connect to his most recent movie, Pulse, or whatever it was. Oh, the the silent, about the silent guy or whatever. Mute. Mute, thank you. It's supposed to connect to that somehow. But I, I haven't um, watched that, but I heard it was garbage. I heard it was garbage. I mean, Warcraft is garbage. Source code is okay. Source code was fine. It's fine. But none of his movies have even come close to reaching the same brass ring that no. he achieved with Moon. No, and again, I, I am very excited that we get to do an entire episode dedicated to Moon. Well-deserved Moon. Well deserved. And if anybody knows Duncan Jones, let him know we're gonna do that. We'd love to have him on the podcast. Even though oh, we yeah, just well, kind of even though we just kind of shit canned his last couple movies, we would we love like to him praise him. We, yeah. We, and 
I mean, he's fucking David Bowie's son, for Christ's sake. Yeah, we like, love him as a person. He's he's a great human being. We just don't like his last handful of projects. And that's but okay. we would love to gush at him about, over our about love Moon. for Moon. Yeah. So if anybody knows him, give tell give him our number. <laughs> make make the watch party happen. <laughs> as if people just have our <laughs> phone number to give out. Give, yeah, you, you, give you, Duncan you, 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 Jones our number. Yeah, do it. Listen, if anybody knows FedEx, we'll have them on the show, too. <laughs> At, call Mr. Carl FedEx. <laughs> uh, excuse me, John FedEx? Is yeah. he in? Is Mr. FedEx here? <laughs> Can I speak with him? I'm, uh, so, so right. I'm supposed to have an interview with Mr. F- with a Mr. FedEx, I believe. <laughs> so it may be a, pronounced FedA. This is a really good one, man, and I'm ready to mash our list together. I know this, this is, is going to be, be relative. Too. It's going to be relatively easy, though, because, because we one, shared. Yeah, number, number one, one is, is Moon. moon. Number two number is Castaway. Definitely. Number five number is The f- Thing. <laughs> so there we go. So really the only two that we have to talk about are, are number four and three. So remind me of your four and three again. All right. So my number four was Buried. Right. Okay. And my number three was Vivarium. Now I'll give Vivarium a pass because you haven't, haven't seen Vivarium. Seen and I know it's like – I personally feel like it's kind of a criteria that we both have at least seen something for it to cement its place on the list. I feel I feel that's at least fair. Um, man, I, I'm torn though between like Old Boy and Swiss Army Man. I kind of want to fight for Swiss Army Man to stay on the list, especially since I know that you have seen it and like it a lot. So I kind of want to. And I feel like it's one of those that not enough people have seen. Like I would like more people to see Swiss Army Man. So what if we put that as number three and then put Buried as number four? I would I would like that a lot. So that way our list is for our best isolation movies. Number five, the thing. Number four, buried. Number three, Swiss Army Man. Yeah. Number two, castaway. And number one, moon. Moon. I love that. Yeah. I think that's a fucking good list, man. I like, think that's a great list. I mean, it it reads isolation from top to bottom. And Plus, man, these are all movies you can watch during quarantine and feel really good because they're all just, it's a great experience and, and spectrum of film. I will say that uh, hope I hope to God people still aren't in quarantine by the time this episode comes out. Man, but if you too, are, Lord. guys... Just hunker in your bunker and watch these watch five the films. Watch these five films. All right, <laughs> Jay, so it's game time then. I want to play a game. Oh, it's a wonderful game it is too. Risk is part of the game. Well, how about a game of Parcheesi? Remember that favorite game of yours? Game's worthy of his majesty. You really think you're the only one who can play this game? We will be perfect in every aspect of the game. Let the games begin. This week... We have a very, uh, very relatable game, especially okay. for our topic. So okay. it is movie desert island game. Okay, movie so, desert island game. Movie desert island game. <laughs> Brought to you by FedEx. Okay. FedEx. FedEx, FedEx, FedEx. <laughs> FedEx, FedEx, FedEx. FedEx, FedEx, FedEx experts. Kinkos. <laughs> Overnight, next day. <laughs> Ground. I was just trying to like. <laughs> Ground. 
Uh, okay, yes. <laughs> so here's the thing. We each have to pick three movie characters that we would want to take with us to a, a, a desert island. Oh, fuck. Any movie characters? Yeah. Oh, shit. Okay. So uh, do you, you want to go, go first? first? Well, here, just we can each do one at a time. Like, if you have one. All right. I got one. Okay. I got one. Who's your first bring along? Indiana Jones. Ooh, why? I like the choice, though. Because uh, in all of the Indiana Jones research that I've done, (laughs) a.k.a. watched those movies a million times, uh, he seems to be relatively prepared for any situation. Yeah. And I feel like he would probably lead us to some sort of buried treasure on the island yeah uh, or some sort of like secret underwater like or underground lake of some sort i don't know he he would know the ins and like but beyond but not just normal resourceful not like (laughs) hey jack hey you know jack is pretty good with a bow and arrow for hunting (laughs) animals like indiana jones is like yeah he could probably fucking like get you out of here if some nazis <laughs> crash landed he can strangle that vicious ape with his whip yeah but yeah we better hope there's no fucking snakes on this island i like that um so here's my first one jim caviezel as jesus because then <laughs> oh. he could just he could just make a bunch of food like bread and fish all day long i'd never starve uh that's kind of cheating but okay <laughs> <laughs> you did indiana jones <laughs> Yeah, but he's not fucking like a made-up superhero. <laughs> there, there's like half Jesus. the world. There's half the world is banging down your door right now. But, but uh, valid, valid. I'm um, just kidding. Uh, but yeah, no, that's fair. That's that's a very wise choice. I see the game you're playing now, though. Uh, yeah. Okay, so well. I, I see I see your Jesus. <laughs> Do you have a book you should read? <laughs> and i raise you fucking superman <laughs> because then he'd just fly me to safety <laughs> or he would just spin around the world really fast backwards and i would have just never ended up on the island in the first place i like i like where you're going with that so i'm gonna raise you <laughs> i'm gonna raise you uh superman and do jim carrey as god from at bruce almighty why are all of yours religious based because they have superpowers all right in that case i am going to see your god (laughs) are you now i have another book usually it's called the lighthouse it's about willem dafoe and i'm gonna raise you my god morgan freeman (laughs) but but not but not as god just 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 morgan freeman Because I want him to narrate what's happening on the island. I want him to be like, and then was the day that Quentin came to the island. It was a hard day. Never did he think he would make it to a place like this. On that morning, I saw in (laughs) Quentin's eyes the look that he knew he would die here. That was the second morning. He had given up all hope. (laughs) <laughs> yeah that's what i want i want him to fucking narrate my life like he did that fucking penguin documentary i love it i love because it because if i'm on an island and death is imminent why not better to better to have than morgan freeman superman and indiana jones <laughs> <laughs>
Um, right. So uh, here, uh, I'll do my last one then. So it has I, to be a ghost. That way, you have the Holy Trinity. <laughs> no, no, it doesn't. It's the gigantic gingerbread man from Shrek Two. Oh, okay. Because I love gingerbread. <laughs> and it, you wouldn't starve. I mean, I've already got God, and then I've got Jesus. So I've got I've got the Father Son duo. Now we just need snacks. Right. And then gingerbread. You're a monster. <laughs> Not my gumdrop buttons. Uh, that's a really man. I should have given you that impression in our last episode. That was a really good impression. Thanks, Not man. my gumdrop buttons. <laughs> You're a monster. I don't care what people say. I will laugh at Shrek. Listen, do you know the Muffin Man? The Muffin, the muffin Man. man. <laughs> the Muffin Man. Who lives on Jury Lane? Jury Lane. No, I never heard of him. <laughs> oh god this is a good this has been a good talk man it's good to share my isolation with you and i am getting back in my bunker um uh i've killed john goodman in another room and i'm just (laughs) sort of i'm just sort of hanging out down here (laughs) not his character from cloverfield but you just killed john goodman oh yeah no they're the actor just he gotta go i love him (laughs) he gotta go i love him but he gotta go (laughs) <laughs> I, I like that you just lost uh grammar <laughs> it's like i like john goodman but he gotta go <laughs> yeah i hate somebody you know, right hey you know what else we gotta go. <laughs> somebody gotta go <laughs> you hey jay he gotta go we have reached the end of another high five the podcast episode It's time to lock up the writer's room and rest comfortably, knowing we knocked out another great list of things you should be watching. If the guys didn't mention your favorites this week in their lists, you can harass them by emailing them at myfive at highfivethepodcast.com. That's M-Y-F-I-V-E at H-I-G-H-F-I-V-E-T-H-E-P-O-D-C-A-S-T. Dot com. Got that? Or connecting with them on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash high five the podcast, on Twitter at high the number five the podcast, Instagram at high five the podcast, or on Letterboxd by searching high five colon the podcast. Don't forget to subscribe on iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play or wherever else you listen to podcasts and drop the show a five-star rating to show us some love. What's the worst that could happen? (laughs) Moving the headstones but not moving the bodies? (laughs) Maybe. See you next week. And that's a wrap, everybody. Cut, Casper. That's a wrap. Cut, printed. What happens in the next reel? Cut. Okay, that's a print. Okay, cut. That's a wrap. That's a wrap, people. Now let's get the hell out of here.